0: Looking for singles in your city, but not sure exactly how gross your new Romeo might be? Did this dude actually take the vaccine? Or is this just a picture on his phone of a vax card he found somewhere on the bus just to get in these draws? You need the all-new dating service app that pinpoints the sexiest vaxed singles in your area. VaxMyHookups.com At VaxMyHookups, you don't even need to be next of kin or get access to any health history authorizations. Your nosy ass can see right on their page if they took Pfizer, Moderna, or live life on the edge and took that J&J. You can also switch to non-vaxxer mode, in which case you'll be redirected to Tinder automatically. What are you waiting for? A new variant? Get your ass to vaxmyhookups.com and make an account today. Not responsible for every other STD you may contract. What it do? Welcome to the show. I'm Joel Boyd, comedian, writer, actor, co-host of this here High Power Podcast. The show where we bring on people who are trying to find the best versions of themselves. And I hope you are too. That's me, man. That's what we do. I I feel like a lot of y'all have been with us since, since the first episode. Thank you for being with us. If you're new, welcome to the show. This is how we do. What's up? What's good? How are you doing today? You smell good. You look good. I like that shirt on you. That's a good shirt for you. I like the hair. I like the hair. Some niggas ain't some niggas ain't fucking with it, but not me. Not us here. <laughs> I feel you, bro. Try that new hairstyle out. Try try to try them new nails out. We got a great show. We got Jay Ranell. musician, singer, songwriter, beautiful R&B style voice with some gospel influence. We talk about that. His childhood. All of these things that have made him into the brilliant, bright, shining star of an artist that he is today. Didn't know he was from Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to all black people in Omaha, Nebraska. Didn't know y'all was there. I'm gonna stop through next time. I really didn't know. But Jay Rennell is representing for his hometown. And uh, we we get into a, a little bit of a an episode just talking about male vulnerability. It's not always in music. So so thank you, Jay Rennell, for, for being real with us. And doing that, we got our intro with uh, myself and Ralph coming right up. Shortly after that, you will hear the amazing interview that we had with the great Jay Ronell. So stick around. It's going to be good. We got some more dates coming up for the film. High Power Podcast is in close relationship with the film, the short film High Power, which will be available to all very soon. But right now, you're going to have to catch it when it's at a film festival near you. We got Detroit Black Film Festival coming up. September 23rd is when they're going to be screening high power. We got the L.A. Black Film Festival, which is to be announced. So check that out if you're in the L.A. area. uh, We will let you know when that is. We got uh, Wichita, Kansas. What's up? Tall Grass Film Festival, October 2nd. That's when they're screening high power. We're also coming to Baltimore early October. And uh, we got the Kukaloris Film Festival in Wilmington, North Carolina. Coming up in November, we'll have all those dates for you at HighPowerFilm.com. So thank you for that. The film's great, man. I'm excited; people are seeing it, so it's uh, it's really exciting to see all these festivals giving it some love. It's award winning. We won an award at the uh, at the uh, what is it? Uh, International Black and Diversity Film Festival in Toronto. So uh, we're just gonna keep it going, man. We hope you guys love it and and love the culture that we're building with the show. Uh, with the podcast as well as the film. This is all just to, you know, it's for you. It's really for you. Whoever's listening, this is for you. That's why I'm doing this. That's why we're doing all this stuff, for you. You feel it? You feel the love? You feel it deep down inside your, your gonads? Good. Let's get the show going. Let's do it. It's a great one. Welcome to High Power. High Power.
1: just been recently thinking about like just letting go and like surrendering to the universe or surrendering to God Mm -hmm. and just like you know just letting it go like all the like things you try to control like just let go just a little bit you know just like you know just just let go so I've just been on that on that's what's really been on my mind and just like really focusing on on like on like the studio and comedy and like music and like balancing all those things that I kind of do. So not yeah. kind of, but I do. So yeah, I'm trying to do that and this podcast. I'm excited about this podcast now, like high power podcast, get to meet great people and stuff. So I'm, I'm ready for that.
0: Yeah, man, there's so many things, bro. Like, especially with being a creative person who's interested in a lot of things. It's like, and trying to, I have a, this thing with trying to be good, at all those things like I don't want to show up to this podcast space and be less less precise than I am writing on a show or acting on a set or doing stand-up like I don't want to ever that's I don't know that's it's frustrating but it's also like I want to be good at all those things when I step into there how do you reset when you move from one to like say I don't know like, because you do music, I don't even know how you... Is there a, a way that you reset yourself to step into a different medium?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah, there is a different set, but there's a key element in it all. I feel like it's just writing. Like, you just got to keep, yeah. like, writing. And then once you stop writing, because, like, even when you're writing songs, you can write a joke. Like, you know, like, all the writing... I think writing helps clear the mind, too, of, like, foggy thoughts. And sometimes I don't do that, and I'm just all over the place. I could admit that for real. Like, I'm just like, what? I'm doing this and that. But, like, to be good at everything, and you can. I just want to let you know, Joel, like, we all have the power to be good at everything. Like, you know, it takes preparation. It takes effort, like, a little bit of sacrificing. But we all have the power to be good at everything we want to touch because, that's how you feel that's how it should be you know yeah. can't like we're not gonna be the greatest singers because
0: yeah, you know yeah, but last like I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah that you know you got it together but like <laughs> but you could be good singer everyone got a good song I believe everyone got a good song in them like everyone has one good song that yeah, they can just, just one <laughs> just like, one like some million. people have like you know three or four but like in plenty but like an average human they got one good song if they really try
0: I feel like me and me and my girlfriend actually make up. We used to make up a lot of songs, for no reason. Like we would just be, we take like road trips, and just make up a song like "Oh, stepping into Illinois." It's always a gospel. Stepping into Illinois.
1: <laughs> it's always a gospel. You know when we make up songs, it's always like, <laughs> in in Illinois. 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 Yeah. Illinois. Make some noise for Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just took
0: him to church real quick.
1: Yeah, we got to.
0: Some of y'all do know the the guest today, uh Jay Ryanell, amazing musician, singer, songwriter. Uh, we got to we we got to learn a lot about him. My man has a huge, like all of us, I think, a huge gospel background. Uh, Upbringing. I mean, I was. a People know that. Know my stand up. I grew up. My two pastors were my my parents, uh, and Ralph also. You get yeah. You grew up in church too. So you not know what it
1: is. Yeah, when he was saying Hezekiah Walker, I was like, all right. And then he kept going deeper into like the, yeah,
0: John P. Yeah, King. I
1: was just like, all right, yeah, you in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the whooping. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as
1: so as he said, "John Oh no, yeah, you was all right. Yeah, they, they had you right. Yeah, they they had your you were really had the runs when you were singing. Like, yeah, you, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, all right, you in there? You in that gospel world for real, for real.
0: Uh, everybody, our guest for today, Jay Ronell. Please support the man before he gets." even more famous than he already is. My man is a singer, songwriter, musician. My man's sang with Kanye's Sunday Service Choir. He's featured on that album. He's toured with Khalid Common. He has an EP out called Beloved on Spotify, everywhere you can find music, Apple. You gotta watch whenever you have 15 minutes. Tune into his Beloved virtual event on YouTube. All you gotta do is look him up. He's at I'm Jay Ronnell on all platforms at I-M-J-E-R-O-N-E-L-L-E, Jay Ronnell. And uh, after this quick commercial break, we're going to be chatting with the boy. When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing I do? I grab a cup of coffee. But, you know, uh, it's like I want to immediately contribute to the world in a positive way. So how do I do that? You know what I do? I buy my coffee from California Coffee Company. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. They're a black owned culturally connected coffee and lifestyle brand. Their products taste amazing. It's freshly ground roasted coffee. They have all types of flavors that are just exactly what you need in the morning. They are young, they are doing it. They're reclaiming the culture through coffee through teaching everybody that follows their movement about culture, class, and confidence. And and, and truly, they are letting people know where the true origins of coffee came from. Did you know that the coffee bean originates from Ethiopia? Did you know that? Enslaved black folks established the coffee industry in South and Central America. But when people think of coffee, they don't really think about black folks, you know, and and its origins, But, but, but they are here to change that you guys are out there and you're drinking your coffee every day. I'm telling you where you got to go. You got to go to calicoffee.co. That's calicoffee.co, the California coffee company. And you're going to use our discount code POWERPOD for 15% off your coffee purchase. They ship nationwide and you can get your coffee and maybe some of their apparel at calicoffee.co. You can follow them on Instagram at the Calicoffee and they are going to hook you up and let you know that tasting is believing. They're telling a new story about people of color through the world's most beloved beverage. That's California Coffee Company. Go ahead, type in your code at calicoffee.co. California Coffee Company. Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. <laughs> what are black people We We doing? do live Omaha. in That's Omaha. you from? Yes,
2: born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. I always tell people, yes, black people do live there. <laughs> uh most of us are concentrated like in North Omaha. That's like really where you find North. You know, okay. So all of us people be yelling that out. Yeah. <laughs> north North O? Yeah. That that's where most of us are. It's is it's, it's kind of like an A-side joke. Like all the black people are in North Omaha and and you know, most of the, the white folk are like
0: <laughs> way out
2: west.
1: Oh yeah, they pushed y'all
0: north. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. yeah. It's always something. Yeah, we out there. Okay, so, like, but what is, what's the culture of, like, the black folks in, because I don't think I've ever been to, I think I've driven through, I think anybody who's gone on a good road trip has driven through Nebraska. But, like, if I stopped and I, you know, let's say me and, you know, I go on a tour or something, whoever's traveling, what do, what's, where do I supposed to be at? Where where do I, where should I go? (laughs) Um,
2: Honestly, I haven't been back home in a few years, so, you know, things are always changing. Yeah. But. You know, we're we're just like anybody else, you know, we're we're just normal people, you know, yeah. we it's a community type vibe, you know. Everybody yeah. knows somebody who knows somebody who knows you or one of your family members. So yeah, you know, we got what seven, I think nine now main high schools, at least in the Omaha area. Yeah, you know, so there's always a little bit of high school rivalry there and yeah, um, you know, as far as just like the I'll say from a musician's perspective, I will say that was one thing I, growing up, I didn't really get a whole lot of. I didn't really see too many of us, like, making strides musically. So I was just like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to be the guy to put the city on. I'm going to be the guy. If nobody else is going to, you know, break out and and try to get to that next level, I'm going to be the guy.
0: And you know, I've I've been working my ass off. The fact that we having this conversation, I was just like, I had, when I, was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, shot, okay, sh- Omaha and the bill. Honestly, like- there,
2: there's still a lot more to go, still a lot more <laughs> work to go. But you know, looking back over just the five years that I've been here in LA, it's like, wow, time time has flown by. I've definitely accomplished a lot, and and very grateful for it, and just hopeful that it's inspiring those. Mm-hmm. um that are still still in Omaha to say, you know what, yeah. it, it is possible to to break out, to go big and yeah. and and do more than just what people expect of us to do. Which right, is just right, kind right. of stay in the small city and, and just be content with that.
0: Yeah. Cause I'm I mean same way Milwaukee is like is very similar. Yeah. Did you feel like any frustration growing up there, and like just was it like a oh I, you always knew to do something you had to leave?
2: Just kind of instinct took over. There wasn't really a frustration because I I was just you know being a normal normal kid having normal social issues. So mm-hmm. um, I went to high school, went to uh, Omaha central high school. We, we call it champ high. <laughs> yeah. Cause that there was like a period of time where like the basketball team was dominating year after year after year. And it became kind of a dynasty. So it was like, eh, champ <laughs> high. Um, but right after graduation, I was just like, okay, well I want to go to college. And, and so I ended up going to Clark Atlanta university uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, you know, from there, it it just, as the years went by, it was like, I feel like there's still more, you know, there's mm-hmm. even more to go. I don't necessarily see myself going back home right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, college graduation came around and the path led me from there to L.A. two days after graduating. And, and so, uh, like I said, I've been here for five years now. But, yeah, I, I just, I think back to... The time growing up, there, there wasn't really a frustration. It was more just like, if I'm going to, you know, do anything with my life, it's going to be music. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, something with music and entertainment, so.
0: Man, you are you have so many interesting sounds. Like, I, I'm always, like, I'm fascinated by musicians. Mm. And where do you feel like you're, well, I guess I want to start with, since we're talking about kind of you growing up, like. What was that first... What were those early influences for you? Mm, when you were just like, like, oh, I like that sound or oh, like...
2: I was raised in in a Christian home.
0: Yeah, I feel like you have a lot of gospel Oh, influence. absolutely. There was I mean, a lot yeah. that
2: I was not allowed to listen to growing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so a lot of my early influences were like Hezekiah Walker, John P. Key, Richard mm-hmm. Smallwood... Ooh. Daryl Coley, Vanessa Ooh. Bell Armstrong, people
0: and, that know somebody is you praise know. dancing
2: right now, At home. like the the
1: singers, you know. <laughs> Those are the deep cuts. Yeah, yeah, I grew up on a
2: lot of the singers, a lot of the the choir music. But some of my earliest memories would be in the back of either my mom. Uh, my mom's car or riding alongside my grandmother. And they would have this this was back when you had the, the VHS or not the VHS tape, but the cassette tapes. Cassettes. Oh, yeah, man. this we was right before CDs like really became a thing. The right. wow gospel mixtapes they would come oh, out with every the year. Wow? Yes. Absolutely. And and oh, no. my mom, she especially like had all these other mixtapes that she made herself of different, especially like 80s gospel. And so she would play them and we'd be riding around and I'd be in the back just singing, you know, my little seven, eight, nine-year-old heart out. And then I'd be like, oh, I like that song. Run it back. Can you rewind it? Rewind it. And so, you know, sometimes they would oblige me. Sometimes they'd just be like, we just going to listen to the whole tape and then we we can flip it over and come back to it. Um, same thing with my grandma. I Especially, like, because th- this was, <laughs> this was, like, when Bishop T.D. Jakes had, like, you know, the, the women's conference and the men's conference. Like, this was, like, really heavily concentrated in that era. Yeah. And so I remember the woman... Wait, now can ar- you explain?
0: I don't remember what that was. So, the,
2: so the, he bad. had the Woman Thou Art Loose conference, which was just for mm-hmm. women, and then he had the Manpower conference. And then eventually he brought them together oh. and did Megafest. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, so there okay. was a string of, like, the Megafest years. But right before that, when it was just the women's conference and the men's conference, they would come out with, like, every other year, I think, there would be an album or a soundtrack or a live recording. And so the, the first album they did, I remember loving that album especially and, and you know having my grandma rewind those songs yeah. over and over and over because there were certain harmonies that the choir would do or certain little riffs and runs that this soloist or that soloist would do. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. So a lot of it starts with, you know those old mixtapes, and you know, kind of as I got older, I had like this. Basically, I had kind of control of the basement in my mom's house, yeah. <laughs> and so I'd just be watching old videotapes of all these singers and and artists, and and just yeah, that was like my earliest memories, just studying and watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, go on to college, and that's really where the R and B side kicked in especially being in Atlanta. So it was like right. I was fully immersed in R&B while studying classical music. So, mm-hmm.
0: Composition or what was your actual-
2: No, uh, voice, vo- voice, vocal study. So
0: oh, in another man. world- Now that makes sense. Yeah. To jump around a little bit. I saw your, uh, I, I wish I was at the game, but the uh, when you did the national anthem- Yes. For the Clippers, um, I mean, dog. <laughs> dog, I mean, you- I had to ask you like because I know with us as comedians like we get to like when you talk about mixtapes that level of freestyling mm-hmm. and like you know when we get on stage it's like you know I plan to say these five jokes tonight I got eight minutes this is what I want to talk about but of course you're also riffing yeah with the room find a way to make it feel alive but when you were doing that the you know everybody knows freaking national anthem mm-hmm. But it was like you were making these choices, yeah. That I was like, oh, he took that note and just chose to make it. I don't even know the right term, but like a minor or like a, <laughs> he would like take it down. And I was just like, so what is that mix for you? Like, how do you, how do you? Because I know for us, it's like we we can tell a joke that we know we're working on and add like two new punchlines based on the vibe of the room mm-hmm. or something. But how do you? what is your relationship with, like, improv? And Because when I saw you sing that song, I couldn't tell if you had premeditated those choices or if there was like, oh, this should go some right here right now. Some of it is a feeling,
2: just a feeling in the moment. Um, And then some of it is, you know, obviously when it comes to black people, when we think National Anthem, we think Whitney Houston. Yeah. And so it was like, and, and of course they're telling you, okay, we have, you know, this short amount of time, so we need you to sing. And I'm just like,
0: I'm, oh, they give you a time Yeah, or, oh, they, yeah they, they say, they say tell black you about, people singing, we got
2: to give them a yeah.
0: goddamn time. <laughs> they give you about seconds 90
2: seconds a- or so, so I'm like, okay, I you know I want to honor this rendition to know and love and and always seem to come back to and compare to, but I want to make it my own, so certain moments would be like, okay, let me venture off and do my own thing here and all of these thoughts, while still being mindful of this this time limit that we're yeah. on, um, and did I, you get to rehearse? No. Well, I mean, I did a little bit on the way there,
0: just okay, like just in the car. Just,
2: yeah, but I I wasn't really like, you know, pressed for. And well, actually, no, we did get a, a sh- very short sound check. But no, I, I I was gonna mention earlier about the classical training. Um, yeah, that started like in high school and that kind of goes a little bit into, you know, uh, singing the national anthem as well because you had to have all the breathing techniques and all the stuff they teach you in school. It's like all of these things come together in that moment and then you just sprinkle a little bit of your own flavor
0: on top. Yeah, because you're very, um, I mean, it's it's amazing. You're, I mean, the, I'm, I remember the first few times I saw you sing, it was like. It was so much power and, like, uh, freedom in the way you you do what they, what are the, is that called, runs? Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of gospel saying, you know, white people, when y'all listen, go listen to some gospel, <laughs> right? I know you're sitting right now like, who who is a Hezekiah Walker? <laughs> listen, because we be we be doing it. We be doing it right. Yeah, man, because I, I think the, when I heard you and we were younger, just starting that college program, it was mm-hmm. like you had such a freedom in the way that you would hit you know, those runs and those songs, some some of the time when we were singing, you know, I heard the, the, the JRF choir, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson Choir singing. But I feel like lately in your more recent stuff, I mean, I obviously, I can see the growth. Yeah. And I can see like, I think on the YouTube video of the live experience for uh, Beloved, there was like comments literally talking <laughs> about your control, like your breath control. And like, it comes with time.
2: Because when you're, When you're younger, you're just doing whatever. And as you get older and you look back at at old footage, it's like, okay, you know, thought I was controlled or thought I was being tasteful. You know, maybe pull it back a little bit. You know, maybe not not so much. Honor the melody. (laughs) Honor the melody a little bit more. (laughs) Um, But I will say, as of late, watching, you know, an artist like Jasmine Sullivan and just how she has been She's always been, like, vocally phenomenal, but she's just tapped into another level of it as of late, especially watching her on tour and doing these award performances. it, it It's causing, like, the, the singer in me to just be like, oh, I got to step my game <laughs> Like, she is out here singing like it is, you know, the last time she will ever do it. And it, it's inspiring to me, and I think so many of us who have a gift and and we're trying to pursue a career in an industry where as of right now it's being made to seem like less is more it's like nah bro mm. we grew up in a time in an era where that was the standard so we're right. we're trying to push for that to be to come back you know yeah so yeah i i definitely am am still trying to find that balance between being tasteful and controlled but you know, every now and again, you just got to put your foot on the gas. Yeah, like, nah, I'm going to sing, like <laughs> it is my last time.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like you do that every time. <laughs> the themes in your music is, are very, like, like you were saying, they're personal. I'm, sh- I, I don't know, if people know this, but your first was that your first. EP that was called Vulnerable. Was that your first second? One? That was the second one? Yeah. Okay, okay. But that's yeah, so my that's first
2: off. EP was called Finally. Again, the gospel influence kind of <laughs> snuck yeah. in Cause that that was my kind of like a short ode to the finally Karen album by Karen Clark shirt of the Clark sisters. Okay, you know, okay. The yeah. the gospel heads know that one. So and plus it was also kind of my way of saying finally I have a full project of music out after yeah. all these years. But no, the vulnerable project definitely was like, all right, dig a little bit deeper, tap into those emotions more, and then with Beloved, it was like, all right, the 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 latest EP is like, yeah, dig in even more, and so with this next you know batch of music that I'm working mm-hmm. on now, it's like go even deeper, and yeah. and not just singing about relationships and situationships and all that, but singing about who I am and who I'm working to become. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's another element that we're not getting as much of. I won't say it's missing, but we're not seeing as much of it being in the forefront is that vulnerability, mm-hmm. that talking about things and singing about things that, you know, people can relate to on a deeper level. I think yeah. everybody's kind of playing it cool, going for what sells. Right, talking about codeine. Yeah, or- you know, the relationship stuff that yeah. works.
1: I just wanna I wanna ask, like, do you think it's not in the forefront because people are not able to tap into their vulnerability? Or is it they don't wanna expose it?
2: Um, I think hmm. I'll say this. I'll I'll say this from my perspective. When you especially as an indie artist, the initial thought process is to tap in and, and, and dig deep. And then you look at the industry and you see what's what's hot, what's popular, and you're like, but I wanna get there. <laughs> you find yourself kind of compromising a little bit or sometimes watering down because you know that you wanna get the masses attention or as many people as possible. So I think that's some of it. Um I think that and, and that it that speaks to the record labels, the radio stations they're going for, what's gonna get the bigger numbers. So yeah, I think Um, now there are some artists, I will say, that they tap into the vulnerability and that's what sells for them, i.e. Summer Walker. Her last two albums, straight vulnerable. And it's paying off because her shows are selling out and these girls are singing their heart out, they're crying their heart out, you know, singing how niggas ain't shit and all this. (laughs) So for some artists, it works. But I think from a male perspective, as of late, it's just kind of like we're just gonna go for the surface stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so my thing is ah, dig deeper, tell us more, give yeah. me that. Even it, even if you know it has to be done in a, a very tasteful or like a, a a modern way, still I I want to feel more. I want to know more than just you know I'm I'm at yeah. the club,
0: hooking up, blah blah blah. Which is almost funny because like rappers do that. You know what I'm saying, but they'll they'll take it vulnerable on some like, mm-hmm. I was I was fucked up in the club last night, y'all, and I went home crying with this girl on my lap. Mm-hmm. Man, I woke up my fourth time OD'ing <laughs> on goddamn perks to hood nigga. That is vulnerability, yeah. though. Yeah, but I feel like your at least from the music I've heard from you is so it it feels very self-analytical mm-hmm. throughout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, I really appreciate that. And where does that come from? Like, have you like, always been, you know, asking yourself questions or, or, or figuring yourself out? So it was like a natural move into your music? I think it's it's more so just,
2: again, seeing that the landscape right now is, it feels kind of surface level. And so it's just like, there's not really too many male particularly male R&B artists who are like really just going to that that deeper place or singing about mm. these things that a lot of us guys we go through we just don't necessarily talk about and it's like no I I get kind of how I was before if nobody else is going to do it yeah I'm going to do it <laughs> I'm going to be the one to say something you know I I have a song that I'm working on now called Down Bad which mm-hmm. is kind of a play on words cuz You know, for some being down bad means being extremely horny versus for some being down bad is like, you know, you're at the lowest of the low in life. You're depressed. You're just going Mm -hmm. through. And so I was like, okay, let me put together like a song that that brings both of these worlds together. What happens when you are, you know, you're heartbroken, but you're also, you know, using sex to try to cope with that heartbreak. And I feel like a lot of us as guys, we go through that. We just don't necessarily say it. So I wanted to, you know, put a song together. I'm I'm telling too
0: much. <laughs> no, no, dude, that's real. I'm like, telling too much of, of, you know, what I'm working on. But it's like, you know, go there. Say it. Yeah, man. And I think, I mean, with what you just said, though, Ralph, it's like a lot of, I still feel like I'm trying to get there as an artist, like to find what, parts of me i'm and and in what medium Mm -hmm. does it make sense to put things things like that out there you know what i mean i mean and, and that is just what i guess this is like this journey
1: especially as a as a black artist black male artist too like our vulnerability isn't easily accepted so when we do get to share something vulnerable we just hope we are accepted and then you know like because the people that are listening to R and B are not like guys that listen R and B, they're not like they don't openly admit. Yeah. Even they they're not even open to saying like I listen to R and B. You know <laughs> what I mean? They're just like ah, you know I listen to, and they'll give you the top. But some of these guys that are in the house listening to deep cuts R and B. You know, like and some and this hood niggas too. Like they like I say hood niggas like. Like, that don't know how to express their vulnerabilities, but they know how to cry. Mm -hmm. But they don't know why the tears are flowing down their eyes when they hear certain songs, you know? Like, they're just like, damn, this... And then maybe they don't want to take the time to break it down, but they can feel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So vulnerability is, like, a, a sticky thing. It's just like, am I... Is it a masculine thing to be vulnerable? Or should I just, like, you know, let me... Like, in comedy, like, there's certain people that don't tap into the vulnerability and keep it on the surface, just like in music. Like, you're just like ah, uh, there's something deeper there. You got to tap in. They're just like, nah, you don't need to know that part of my life. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, so...
0: Because in stand-up, it's also like an immediate sense of whether you're being accepted or not. So, I mean, how the hell <laughs> do you know if, something, if anything is going to hit? Like, for us, we get to just go on stage that night and either it works or it doesn't work and we get to go back to the drawing board. So how do you... In music, how does that work? Honestly, (laughs) how do you know you?
2: I wish it were as simple as you know, you know or you don't. But sometimes you don't know because there have been songs that I've put out, you know, previously that I was like, "Oh, this gonna be the one." Everybody, (laughs) them stream down, them streams gonna go through the roof. (laughs) And two, three months out, it's like,
0: hmm. (laughs) Look, Wi-Fi must be
2: done. (laughs) And then you look at other songs on the project, and it's like. Oh but people are gravitating toward this one. Okay, so what is it about this? Is it, you know, the subject matter? Is it the production? Is it the vocal, you know, direction? What what is it about that that people like? And then all right, how do I bring that energy with what <laughs> I was intending to do <laughs> with these other yeah. songs? How do I bring that together? Um so yeah, you you just never know. And and then once obviously you find out what people like, and and the songs that they're listening to, obviously those are the things that you want to capitalize off of. Putting your energy behind, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get on the playlist or putting visuals for content for uh, definitely performing live and and all of that. So
0: damn, bro, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just never because i I promise know. you, I've definitely had songs. That it was just like, y'all really y'all don't like that one, like. What? <laughs> Did you not hear it? I put my heart into
1: this. Hours. Hours into this song. And you like the beatbox? All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. And then you do another beatbox on there. Like, nah, that ain't right. it. Right. <laughs> <like, it's> like,
0: <laughs> Y'all need to figure out yourselves. Yeah. Figure out what you want first. That's crazy, bro. I feel like that because, like, you know, with this podcast is also promoting this film that, Uh, I was able to make, and people will, you know, see it when when it's uh, in their area or whatever. But it's also one of those things where, like, I it was true to me because the obviously it's fictionalized version of like uh, some shit that really happened to me. But I was like, I don't know. The only way I could know if it was gonna hit was like the table reads and like even now like that that it's all shot and people are gonna see it like I'm not afraid but it's like this is the first time that I've spent all of my money uh did like pulled out all the stops like asked for all the favors like and I also it maybe it's none of my business you know what I mean maybe it's like I can only put we can only put what we feel into the thing. And then when it hits other people, it's up to them whatever they want to get from it at that point. But that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's just that's fascinating to me that because I also feel like for musicians, like I feel like for us, like for comics, like it's kind of um, I think we know smart comedians know how comedy can change somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like I literally, I did a show last night and this woman, very, very sweet, walked up to me uh, at the end of my set or whatever in between another, uh, another act was on stage. And she was like, hey, that was the first time I laughed today. And this was like, whatever, 8.30 last night. And I never met her before, but she literally was like, that was the first time I laughed today. And I was like, holy shit, like I didn't know, I don't know what in my thing got you. I, I was, you know, just doing my my shtick or whatever. But I feel like for music, it's such a like, like I know laughter and I know kind of what that science does and like lets people relax and just be in the moment. But music is so, like it does a similar thing. Like it penetrates people's everything. Like their souls, their hearts, their thoughts. So, like, do you think about music in that metaphysical sense or do you, you know how whenever I hear some musicians talk about, like, the physical, like, sound waves and, like, how that hits somebody's ear and, like, all these things that are happening? Because your music is so layered. Like, there's so many things happening sonically with your voice, the background vocals. Like, I'll listen. Like, there's keys sometimes and then there's the bass and there's like sometimes there's a saxophone and I'm like holy shit this is it's so layered like do you think about what that f- is physically doing to the listener? Um, every now and
2: again, you, like you'll definitely have certain songs uh, where you'll be like I I want the listener to to get up and dance. I want them to feel this. I want them to move. I want them you know very specific shoulder movements and and when you when you preview those songs for those people and they you start to see that <laughs> movement it's like yes that's what i wanted so and then again there are certain songs where it's just like i'm just pouring my heart out and whoever gravitates toward it i hope it it blesses them i hope it speaks to them and i hope they continue to play it over and over and over again yeah yeah
1: yeah it was, either way like either the way the mass is like it or not we should be proud of it you know like it's like, as much as it's therapy for someone else, like they laughed or they felt your song. Sometimes it like, I don't know, you doing music, like if you ever rehearse and then you're rehearsing a song that you wrote and then like you start like crying. like And you didn't even cry before when you were writing it, but you were just like, damn, I'm emotional performing this. Like it's like a wave of an emotion that music kind of like captures people where you're like, wow, this is, that's when you're like, oh, this is God working here. It's not even me no Mm -hmm. more, you know? Like, I just put the melody in place and I I put the words in place, but that feeling is just, like, backed up by, like, Mm -hmm. people relating to you, but also, like, you really, like, wow, this is a piece of me. Like, you know what I mean? You ever lose a hard drive? Anyone ever lose a hard (laughs) drive? Like
0: Everybody listening was like, I gotta back some shit up. You
1: hit that save button.
0: (laughs) Auto save, boy. So then, um, I'm interested, too, like, kind of what, what motivates you now and did that change from when you first started making stuff just that thought that
2: i feel like i'm i'm close to something major i'm closer than i was before i i didn't come this far just to just to come this far like there's still more to go and i yeah that that i would say that's the feeling also the feeling of you know i would hate to look back 10 20 30 years from now and see someone else living my dream because i didn't push just that extra just last little bit you know it it that mm-hmm. that that, that shoulda coulda woulda mm. scenario like i would yeah. hate that and right. knowing that There are people out there, family, friends, um, you know, people like you or, or, you know, people that I've come in contact with along the way who are like, yo, I see you. Keep going. Keep going. It's like knowing that there are people that are pushing for you, rooting for you genuinely. It's like, okay, (laughs) I got enough strength. I'm having another emotional breakdown but I'm I'm gonna pick myself
0: back up and 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 we go we go keep pushing forward. It almost felt like I don't know if y'all have ever felt like this but like you know when your family back home is like, "Oh man, you go, you're going to do something, boy. You're going to be you're going to be famous." And then you're like like part of me and I wonder if y'all have ever felt like this like sometimes I feel like I do like like that they sent me here. Mm. Like, I am I feel like I'm only here because somebody's looked at me when I was like 15 and been like, oh, yeah, you funny. Go Keep doing that. <laughs> but then it's like 10 years, you know, whatever years later, I'm out here and I'm actually in it. And nobody besides mm-hmm. artists that are really giving it a go every day. Like people have no yeah. idea that they haven't really pursued this type of lifestyle like what this is actually like. And I've and sometimes I'm like, man, like I love my family, but sometimes I'm like, man, like mm-hmm. I wish not that they'll ever be able to really understand like you were yeah. talking about those days when it's just you in your apartment just talking to God and the universe universe, and yourself. And you're like, am I doing anything? (laughs) Who am I? What am I doing here? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. But nobody will ever know about those. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but everyone's going through that. There's no, like, in comedy, there's no one route. That It's all these things you're building. And musician, you're building skills uh, Mm -hmm. upon collaborations, upon, like, like, more skill. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I feel like there's a day where God forbid, like you're like lazy one day, like you just yeah. don't want to do anything. And that's when all that thought comes like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like, especially people that aren't in the arts and they're like really doing life, yeah. like life. Like they're getting the, the mortgage, the baby, the marriage, the yeah. going out on vacations, family. And you're like, you're watching all of that while you're like, but it's all worth it, right? It's all worth it. Cause that's going to be there for me. And you got to mm-hmm. put that in your brain. If you like, let go of that idea that it's not you're not worthy of getting it, that's when you lose. You're like, I'm gonna get that. I'm just yeah, much longer. But right. that high school, like, yeah, by 35, nah, that's just dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kill that kill that dream of you being a millionaire by 35 and just really put in that work and you're six degrees, like maybe two degrees yeah. from someone that just like, you know, is getting Oscars and Grammys and like so it is attainable. Like it is, it's right there. And mm-hmm. with a little bit of luck, a lot of prayer and faith, and just like just like go, like it's there. I've like I haven't done anything, but I know it's there for me already. Like it's plat. Like that's what you got to believe. Like it's already there for you. Like it's only for you to fuck it up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's like, bro, you. I know you have these thoughts. I'm like, bro, you're the hardest worker. Like, you know what I mean. Like, uh, oh, man, you shouldn't. Thanks, you shouldn't have. Like, you could have thoughts of doubt, maybe to fuel you. Maybe just be like, yeah, they don't. They don't believe me, but watch. You know what I mean. But like, it's <laughs> just like you could do that, but it's just like. You got to look back at the things you've done. Like, average human beings haven't done the things we've done. An yeah. average person have not released a song. An average person hasn't, yeah. hasn't gone on stage for more than 10 minutes and consistently made people laugh, you know? They might have mm-hmm. done five or four, but they're not They're not doing it. And they look at us like heroes. Like, they'd be like, yeah. oh, I wish I could do what you're <laughs> doing, guys. And you're Thank like, you. yeah, but you have security in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the balance of us being an artist, man. Like, we're floating, bro, and then when we hit that, it, it takes off even more. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know when you when you were talking about the songs that people like, and you didn't know they were gonna like those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you never know what's gonna hit. And and that have you guys seen Tick Tick Boom? I would highly recommend anybody who's a struggling artist that's that's peeping the show. Give it a watch, man. It's so so. It's about the guy who wrote Rent, the musical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically the story of the first musical that he wrote before Rent was Rent. What was what it was? So he's like the struggling up-and-coming, you know, music composer in New York, who's basically like, you know, trying to become, um, you know, the next Stephen Sondheim. Like he's trying to change the form of what musicals are, or whatever. But yeah, bro, it was just like one of those things where when his first musical didn't hit. The way he thought it should, his agent literally told him, and and this was one of the moments I just really appreciated, like, that was just sobering watching the movie. Not to spoil anything, but his agent was like, all right, you did that. And, um, yeah, it didn't sell, but uh, write the next one. Right. Get back up and do it again. And write the next one. Wow. You know who just came to mind as you
2: were saying that? As controversial in the black community as... His work can be Tyler Perry. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everybody, I feel like at this point, knows his story. Right, The first what? play he did. Yeah, black people do. Well, okay, White yeah. people, they, they don't give a fuck. The fight. first, the very first play he did, the the I Know I've Been Changed play, there's not really ever a mention of that. There's not really any footage of that outside of what he has shown us himself or the pictures of that. And he's told the story that nobody really showed up. And, and he was at the lowest of the low. And then along comes Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And boom, everything starts taking off. So it's like, like I think it was, who is it, J. Cole? That's, all it takes is one moment to change your life? Or somebody said, yeah. what, what, one of these yeah. people around here. <laughs> all it takes right. is one. An even better example. So um, everybody, I think, at this point has kind of seen the success or the the recent success and rise of Money Long. Everybody, well, a lot of people know her also as Priscilla Renee, the the young lady who sings Hours and Hours. So, like I said, you know, she's got her whole backstory of just being Priscilla Renee, being an amazing songwriter but always feeling overlooked, always having her songs given to other artists. You know, she did the rebrand and it seemed like things still hadn't quite fully taken off for her what's crazy is i did a show it was like a holiday christmas theme show with her it was me her and uh, i think two two other artists and when i tell you within two weeks hours and hours took off on tiktok so watching in real time every time i logged on to my instagram it was like her TikTok numbers were going up, her Instagram followers were going up, and all of these offers and deals, yeah, were dang. coming in. So it it's just that feeling like it's really that close. Mm-hmm. The fact that I just did a show with you, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: gave you a hug, took pictures, and everything. Now
0: you're signed to Def Jam. Yeah. That's what's so like interesting to me is like you just you don't know what it is. So yeah, bro. I I really, really respect how you go about things, man. And uh
1: where will we start if someone was just like, I wanna listen, what would explain you the best as an artist? Like,
2: I would say start with <laughs> although it's been a couple years and and you know, definitely you can sense growth in not only production and, and mixing and mastering and all of that, but even vocals. Just just growth all around. Um there's a song I did On my one year anniversary of moving out here to L.A. called New Kid in Town, where I was basically telling the story of my my first year being here in L.A., I would say start there. That's just a single, right? Yeah, it's just a single. But I feel like that's a great starting point. And then, you know, if you want to go in chronological order, you can go to the next with the first project, which is the finally project then the vulnerable, then the beloved. Or if you want to start with the most recent work, beloved. It, it it just just take just take a listen. That's all I'm asking. Just take a listen. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: and share with friends that word of mouth for us indie artists is so important. You know, I get that sometimes when you find yeah. an artist that you really like, you kind of want to keep it to yourself. Like, you know, it's a best kept secret. But please, if you love what I'm doing. Tell yeah. your friends.
0: <laughs> Play that shit at the party. Please
2: sneak me on that playlist. <laughs> Just because I'm telling you, word of mouth is really what helps us as independents. You know, exactly. word of mouth retweets, sharing, posting, all of that. Just
0: nah, that's real, bro. That makes sense. It's almost like, yeah, in how do you create word of mouth? It's like, I don't know, you can have the best. Shit in the world But it's like If nobody's if, Yeah It's like How do you get people To talk about this shit Yeah I don't know But you here You're doing it You're doing it I mean if any If anybody's doing it It's Jay Ronell. Like I duh, the 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 production value The growth That I've seen in you man I can't wait to see What's next for you man I'm hoping You know We can Compliment each other's careers And, and support in any way you know, always, bro. I'm a whenever I can put you on. I'm gonna put you on, and hopefully, vice versa. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, man. Anything else you need people to know before um, we wrap it up? Any, yeah, any, just uh, just tap in yeah. with me. I, I can't believe I just said that. Ta
1: You're now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no He's it, a robot now. Just tap in with more. me.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just you know, check in with me. Yeah. Tap in with me. Whatever. <laughs> um, Take a listen to the music. Share it with friends. I I always tell people you're guaranteed guaranteed to find at least one song out of all the stuff that I've done so far. Guaranteed to find at least one song that you will just love and want to listen to over and over and over.
0: I have found several. But, you know, follow us, man. Subscribe wherever you can. Rate us five stars. All of that good stuff. I know you hear everybody say it, but we mean that shit. Uh, (laughs) Follow us at High Power Pod. Um, and highpowerpod.com and uh, thank y'all for listening Uh, one time for Mr. J. Rinell right here everybody (laughs) sing, sing sing, boy (laughs) (laughs) you know you my fame, you my fame. bless his name that's what we gonna end today, bless his name y'all, bless his name This podcast is brought to you by VaxMyHookups.com. Now checking for polio, monkeypox, and we just added tetanus. Vax your next hookup and clap some guilt-free cheeks today. Not responsible for every other STD you make a track.